I beg your pardon, church and live stream people. It's a great day in Florida. Amen, amen, amen. Well, live stream, welcome. Welcome to church. We thank you that you have taken time out of your morning already to sit at the feet of Jesus. We believe Jesus is a living word. The word is him. And so when we share the word here, we're sharing Jesus and he is in the midst of us. Amen. Amen. If you need a title, it is soundness of mind. We're going to look at what the Bible says about soundness. Father God, we thank you. We praise you, Lord God. We give you glory and we give you honor for this day, for the time that we spend in your presence, Lord God. We thank you for your spirit, a holy, holy spirit that rests and abides and continues to live in the midst of every believer, Lord. Father, I thank you that he is the teacher. He is the anointed one. And I thank you, Lord God, he is the anointing and he will teach us. He will show us things to come and he will lead and he will guide us this morning with the word of God and by the spirit. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. All right, so we're going to talk about soundness of mind and we're going to be reading from the New King James Version. So let's start in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. I think it is so very important to know what soundness is all about. It's always been important, but church, let's be real. It's very, very, very important these days. We have to develop a soundness within ourselves. I can't... Um, develop your soundness you can't develop mine but the word can develop us amen so here's what it says in, in um, 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 it says God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind that sound mind is a disciplined mind how many times do we get ourselves in trouble because we don't have any discipline within ourselves. It's not really about the devil. The children in children's ministry, always, they always come around to this question. Should we be afraid of the devil? I say, absolutely not. We don't have to be afraid of the devil. We have to get in to God and his word and learn of him. And we do not have to fear an enemy. There, there's no reason to fear. That fear they're talking about is actually a fear of man, a timidity, a dread. It can be a torment. I've known people that they were their worst enemy because they stayed in torment. They stayed in worry and doubt. They stayed in unbelief about anything. It doesn't just have to be the word of God. It can be in anything. Anything that's happening, anything that's said, any report that comes, anything that's going on. But in actuality, if we'll get into the word and we'll see, but what has God given me? I didn't know that was the spirit I'd been given until I started with the word. And still, until I came into a place that would stand up in a pulpit and actually teach and preach God's word. I had a lot of man's word. 
I grew up with man's word. But then there was God's word. And once I realized, wait a minute, there is God's word, plus I can know that word. I can understand that word. I can get wisdom from that word. I can get knowledge and acknowledge that word. Then that was a whole game changer after that. That the answer is in here. Our answer is in here. Will we give the time to seek it out? It takes time to seek something. But with God, it's well worth it. We're never going to come up short seeking after him. Never. Not ever. I think sometimes about life and how my life would have been by now. And it wouldn't be like we are seeing it. Okay? I know that. I know it wouldn't have been. I had evil reports. I had bad reports. Things didn't happen like they should. You know, this lot in life thing that people talk about, that's just your lot in life. We need to get in the word of God and go back to that word because even the church sometimes talks like that. Even the church. And that attitude of, well, God knew I could handle it, so that's why he gave it to me. But he doesn't give evil and wickedness. He doesn't try to get, you know, catch you and do something to you and see this time she'll go down. This time they won't, they won't make it. They won't come through. Not this time. This time they'll walk away. This time. That's not our God. And that's not the spirit that he's given us. So that's why I want to share with you about how a soundness, and let me put this out there. We know in this ministry that we're spirit, soul, and body. We're created a three-part being. Soundness should come and affect every part. It's just not on the inside that I'm sound. Yeah, I'm sound on the inside. If I just keep my, to myself, I can be sound. But I should be able to go out among. Come out and go out among. Wherever I have to be, whatever I have to do, wherever I have to go, and whoever I have to come in contact with, I should be able to keep my soundness. No body and no thing should be able to take my soundness. But yet it happens all the time to us. I mean, it does. It, and, you know, it puts us off in a spin. But you know what? I've learned some things in the Word. And I've learned I have not been given that kind of spirit. I've been given a spirit of power and love, and I can make a stand, and I can go the distance. I can do this. It's God-given. It's his way. It's his will. I, don't, I wrote this down in my notes. I'm not going to tolerate, even though tolerance is a big deal now, I would say equality and justice. I would not say I'm tolerating. <laughs> I will stand for equality, and yes, I will stand for justice. I'm not standing up for tolerance, but yet I will not tolerate inferior thoughts, but I won't know they're inferior unless I stay in the word. You know, I'm, I'm putting down thoughts all the time away from me. I don't know about y'all, but I'm in the word all the time. I like the word. I love the word. I'm going to stay there because I know that's my best, 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 best place to be. And that's how I can tell right from wrong, evil from good, dark from light.
So I'm going to stay here so I can see what's happening, not just in me, but also around me. But in you, you've got to maintain that spiritual condition that God says he's given us. You have to maintain it. I can't maintain it for you. Pastors can't maintain it for you. But you can maintain it in this word and through the word and by the spirit that's in you. And that's what we're talking about this morning, about not falling prey to inferiority. Not arrogance, not pride, but knowing when something's inferior, knowing when something is not of God, not of the kingdom of God, not of the spirit of God, knowing it and being able to do something about it, whether you turn away, whether you start having a confession, whether you meditate more, whether you just stick with that word, whatever it is, whether you get, um, what do I want to say, strength, you know, strength comes that I'm going to stand up, I'm going to go through this, I'm going to go around this, I'm going to go over this, but I'm going forward, and I will go forward in Christ, not apart from him. Gosh, I, I, I don't know what to say about this, but because I've, I've seen people do this, when, when hardship comes or trouble comes, they want to set aside God and his things, and they'll get that fixed up, and then they'll come back to him. That, y'all, you're losing ground that way. Even if you don't know it and can't tell it, I guarantee you, apart from him, you are not having the results that he wants us to have. I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it in our business. We stick with the word. Do we have opportunity all the time to go kind of over in the gray area or maybe just walk right off the edge? And we do. We do have opportunity, but we don't have to. To make ends meet, to be prosperous, to have more than enough, to, you know, to have something to give, to whatever it is that we, we um, justify it with, we don't have to do any of that. We don't have to compromise, not one moment. We don't have to compromise to get what the next guy's getting. Our life is in Christ, and we have that soundness that he wants us to develop so that we can go forward, and we can move forward, and we can be about the things and his will and what he calls us to do. Each one of us, I'm looking at y'all sitting in here, each one of us, every day, things come for us to do. You know it. You know it. We're not all doing the same thing, but we're all doing it in him. We're supposed to be doing it in him, for him, for his glory, to honor him, to promote him, to magnify. We sing it in songs. We worship him with, it, with those words. Are we doing it in everyday life? That's what a soundness is all about. No one has to come and work me up to be sound. It's within me because God created that spirit and I'm in the word and I'm developing that spirit. Amen? Amen. Um, let's go on to Isaiah 26, 20, or 26, 3. You know, the word, uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't be beaten when you stay in the word. 
There's just no, I mean, yes, he wants to beat on you, beat around you, the enemy. He can't do anything about it. He can't do anything. I think about, <laughs> this is what came up in me when I was thinking about this teaching, about you're behind a shield, or maybe it's a catcher and he has the mask on. You can throw the ball at his face all day long. It's not going to hit his face. It's not going to break his nose, black his eyes. You can throw something at him all day long. That's why football players, even though I don't watch football, it doesn't interest me, but I know they have helmets and they have pads and they have all that so that when you come up and smack them good, they still get up and keep playing. Come on, let's be real. That's what having soundness in yourself is like to the enemy. He comes along, he tries to push, he tries to shove, he tries to do a surprise attack, and it doesn't matter. We're not moved. You know, we don't stay in hurt and harm. We get up, we rise up, we go on. We're not affected. We shouldn't be affected, let me say that. But yet, without that soundness, without knowing that you're, you have a soundness, been given a soundness, develop that soundness, practice that soundness, strengthen that soundness, exercise that soundness. Either you believe the word or you don't. You've got to start with the word. That's how you go at things in this life. You start with the word. You don't get caught I ran out ahead, oh, but then there's the word. I better go back and check because things aren't going so well. I get it, but we don't actually have to live that way. We actually don't have to live in worry and doubt and unbelief and fear of anything because things come. Nobody denies they don't come, but as soon as you can recognize it, what are you doing about it? And that's the other thing acknowledging and recognizing it immediately or does it go far down the road and when you're just about done you're like wow this is not working we should recognize something's not working immediately have you ever had anything that broke did you just keep trying to make coffee with your coffee machine but the coffee never came out for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years Come see me. <laughs> the first time it doesn't work, we might be fooling with it, taking it apart, looking at it. Hello. Looking at it. And the second time it doesn't work, I'm hunting another coffee machine. I'm not kidding. Y'all are laughing. You think you'd sit, all of y'all that drink coffee or whatever you drink? No, that's, I didn't mean that. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I mean, if you drink water, but you couldn't get to the sink would not turn on your water, you couldn't get a bottle out of the refrigerator, the refrigerator door wouldn't open, would you just walk away and say, oh, well, maybe tomorrow? We shouldn't be doing this. We give more attention to worldly things, but we should give attention right up front, first thing, first place, every time, attention to this word. And why are we, why are we drudging through this? Why am I fearful? Why am I tormented? Why do I keep having doubt rise up when I know scriptures, I'm confessing scriptures, I'm under the authority of the word of the Lord, 
What? I've forgotten who I am. I've forgotten. Wait a minute. I've been given this. Now exercise it. Exercise that spirit of power and love and a soundness of mind. Exercise it. Amen? All right, 26.3. I bet you thought I wasn't going to read it. It says, you keep him in perfect peace, mature peace, real peace, whose mind is stayed on you because, because why can I be kept in perfect peace? My mind stays on him and I trust in him. I'm trusting in the one who I'm looking to. I look to him in the word of God. I look to him knowing when I take on the word, take in the word, when I'm found pondering and meditating and talking the word and confessing the word and standing on the word, then I know the spirit within me is one, my spirit's being strengthened, and two, the Holy Spirit is really showing me this is the scripture, this is how it works, this is what you do with it. Either you're on the mark or you're not. And listen, I've had the Spirit of God tell me, Huellen, you're off the mark, you're, you're missing it. I'm, I'm glad about that. Because you can get in the Word and get letter of the law or whatever, and you just don't take it to yourself, and you think you've taken it. But really, I can take a drink of water, but until I swallow that water, I haven't taken that water. That water could go either way. It could come out instead of go in. We don't, the wor- we don't want the word spilled out and when it's supposed to be going in. We have to take the word. We must take it. We'll never have a hope of becoming sound if we don't take the word. The word will create that soundness in us. And we must do this beyond anything. I'm going to read you some other translations. The Darby translation says this, that the mind stayed and fixed because he confides in God. Your mind stays and fixed because you go to him. You know, it's, it's kind of a catch-22, six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's cause and effect. These things work together. You have to confide in him. You have to go to him, and therefore your mind will remain stable. It will will remain sound. The Amplified Classic says, because he commits and leans on God, and he hopes confidently in him. There's no doubt there. I don't go to the word and then walk away and go, I don't think, not not this time, not in this situation. Uh, No, I don't think so. The New Living Translation says, Our thoughts are fixed. But here's the message. This one is good. The message says, people with their minds set on God, they're kept, I want you to catch this now, we're talking spirit, soul, body. They're kept completely whole. The mind set on God, the mind that will be driven to the word. They're kept completely whole, steady on their feet because they keep at it and they don't quit. What are we doing here, church? We're keeping at it. I know I'm preaching to the choir. You look like you're keeping at it. But it's in here are you keeping at it. 
I can see you, but in here, are you keeping at it? We must keep at it inside. We have to hold things inside, and then there's a time to let them come out. But without holding it, if I, you know, I, I didn't mean to have this in my pocket, but, you know, I teach kids. But I reached in my pocket this morning, and I realized I have a ping pong ball in my pocket. I don't even know when I picked that up. But some, somewhere I picked it up sometime. If, if I didn't put my hand in that pocket and know that was a ping pong ball, then there would be no way or hope of me bringing out a ping pong ball. And yes, there really is one. So I know y'all, y'all, y'all are saying, you think she really has one or is that just an example? No, no, I found it in my pocket. So my point is this, you've got to know where is, where, where are you stayed on, fixed on? Where is your attention at? Anytime, anywhere, any day for anything. Where is my attention? Is my attention still being given to the word of God? Or am I going to just go with the arm of the flesh? I'm just going to throw in the towel and say, you know what, however this comes out, you know, I'll accept it. That's not our life. That's not the God-given life. That's not the spirit that God gave us. I mean, seriously. That's, that to me is like an idle spirit. Just, I am a spirit being. I have issues, I have situations, I've got trials and tests that come, but what, how do I respond to them? How do I react to them? What do I do? How do I deal? Am I dealing or I'm just hoping that I hope it goes, I hope it goes by? We just had a storm. Hopefully we paid attention, those of us that stayed in our homes for the storm, and Let's be real by a show of hands. Were we not doing things during the storm? We were. We were paying attention, weren't we? We were giving our attention. We were doing something. We just weren't sitting in the easy chair going, oh, I don't know when this storm's going to end, but hopefully it'll end sometime. I've talked to too many people. They were, they were praying. They were speaking, confessing the word. They were up doing things, taking care of things. That's what giving attention is. You're not looking the other way. You're looking at it. But you're looking at it through these eyes. And the idea is whatever is going on spiritually, it's going to be worked out into the natural. It's going to be worked out into the mental realm, spirit, soul, body. I mean, we're taught this so well here that the word comes to your spirit, then your mind must be renewed from your spirit and from that renewed mind, your soul gets restored and from a restored soul, it can actually come out into your life. And in, at that point, when it comes out into my life, that thing comes out with power, whatever it is. It comes out in strength. It's not weak and timid. And... I, I don't know about you, but God's never late, so I'm never concerned. Oh, my gosh, i got to start spirit, soul, body again. Oh, my gosh, I, I didn't work on this. It's okay. Stay in the Word. Get in the Word. Work on the Word. You work on getting this Word in you. I promise if you stick with that Word, I have never struggled 
having to worry about, I didn't know enough at the time I needed it. Not one day have I ever, that's never come into my thinking. My thinking is, I'm under the authority of the word. I come, I hear the word, I submit myself to the word, I'm committed. Therefore, what I have need of, it will come. It will become revelation to me. I have the knowledge knowledge of the word, and I have understanding of the word. It's going to be revelation. The light's going to come on. The light's going to come on. And if there's darkness there, then I can kick out that darkness because the light's on and I can see it. Don't be like years ago. I, I haven't told this story in forever, but don't be like years ago when... I had no light in my hallway at my house, and I thought there was a huge spider standing in the hall. You could not have convinced me it wasn't a spider. So I took the biggest, biggest book at that time was a Strong's Concordance, a huge book. Remember how big they were? Huge! And a hardback. And I said, I'm going to walk up near that thing, and I'm just going to put the bomb on him. It was a dust bunny. I bombed a dust bunny. I killed him with the strongs. It took me about five minutes to even pick the book up to make sure he was under there. Well, yes, he was under there because it was a dust bunny. Foolishness. But it was in the dark. Could I have turned on that light to see what I was doing? I could have. Right here, you can turn on the light. We have the light in us. Turn on the light. We don't suffer like the world suffers, y'all. Hopefully you never get with someone that's not being taught and they're sharing a hardship and you share one just as bad and your story sounds like their story. That shouldn't be. When I share my story, it doesn't have the same outcome as their story. Amen? It's the same You know, it can be the same story, the same principle, the same things that happened, but it should not, when it's all said and done and finished, it should not remain like their story. It should be a difference. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) We, We have to guard against the enemy infiltrating. And... I don't know how you talk to yourself, but I watch and see, is the enemy infiltrating my salvation? Is he infiltrating what I'm called to do? Is he messing with the life that I've been given? See, I, I, I pay attention to those things because I want to know because I believe they can be fixed. I'm not, I, don't, I don't worry one time or give a thought that, oh my gosh, I won't be able to do anything about this one. No, I'm sure I go to God with the problem, but I leave with the answer. That's what I believe. So I would never not go to him, never. I've had some serious conversations with him. Sometimes there might be a few tears. I've never shouted at him, but he could take it if you have to. I mean, if you got to, you got to. But I stay there until I hear back from him. I stay there until it's settled. That's what a soundness of mind is. That's another another, um, definition. It's being settled. Because it says you can be tormented 
mentally, you can be tormented physically, but there's a settling that should come, according to the word anyway. It should come to us so that we can be settled and go forward, that we're not sitting in the middle of it. I don't want to be found in the middle of the mud puddle. I, I don't want to be found like that. I might get in the mud puddle, but I'm going to be the one found standing up, brushing myself off, and going forward in him. I'm going to trust him. I'm just, I'm just going to refuse to fall prey to the lies, the schemes, the conniving, the manipulation, the deceptions of the enemy. I know he's here. I get that. But I don't have to fall prey. I don't be, have to be his prey because there's going to be a soundness in me. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians 10.5. And we, we know this and we, we rehearse it, but when the rubber meets the road, are we actually doing it? <laughs> we, we have to put this in practice and we have to be about it, doing it. 10.5 says this. Do I want 10.5? Okay, let's do four. Go up to four, sorry. Four starts with this. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty in God. For the pulling down, for the, for the casting down, the pulling down, strongholds, casting down, arguments every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God now do you know that when things come to your mind when they come to your thinking when they come to your attention not everything is of God <laughs> there's things that come that are trying to pull us away trying to make us think different make us believe different you see it all the time in people. They used to believe this. They were settled on this, but now they're not quite sure. They don't quite believe that, whatever. All I can say is they must have never had an experience because, you know, if you give me, if God gives me one experience, then I'm going to be like, oh, wait a minute. I got that experience. That can happen again. That can happen again. That can happen again. That can happen again. I can have another experience, another result. I can see the word line up and become life to me. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to be the one that throws in the towel, walks off and quits. When this word is full, full of answers, full. It says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Then bringing every thought into captivity for the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish. Are we ready to punish? Do we discipline ourselves? Do we take the soundness that we have and discipline ourselves? Or do we just talk, talk, talk and no walk, walk, walk? You got to put the walk with the talk or you're just going to sit in the talk. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say that. There is a time to talk and then you must walk what you talked. You must. You don't wait for it to get better and because it's better, now I'm going to come. Now I'm going to do. Now I'm going to speak. Now I'm going to live. No, right through it all, we, we should be walking and speaking and living. We used to have someone, we had someone come to church. Real quick story. When I had, I, I, I got sick 
and and you and you could you couldn't tell it though okay so I would come to church and one day and I I had hands laid on me we were praying and all that but no I didn't tell every single person in the seats well one day when I was healed I stood up and gave the testimony because I knew I knew where I was I knew if I stayed in the word I knew it because I'm in the word when you go to the hospital don't answer this but you don't think you're not going to come out do you don't you go to the hospital to get help? Okay, we'll just leave that, okay? <laughs> we're, just, we're not touching it, but I'm just, I'm just saying. That's what came up in me. All right, so. And this person found out that I went through this, and now I'm delivered. I've st stood up in the pulpit. They come to me after. They take my shoulders. They shake my shoulders and say, why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, because I was standing on the word, settled in my mind, steadfast in my mind. I wasn't in fear. I wasn't in doubt. And you know what? I didn't want to take any opportunity for someone to speak something to me that would have driven me away. Now, that's not your fault. I'm not saying that. But depending on, you know, it might be something that would like just be said to me. It could be two words, a sentence, nothing really. But now I'm walking away going, oh, Maybe I didn't understand that scripture. Maybe the word isn't going to work this time. Maybe I'm not in God's will. You know, it, whatever that, whatever happens in your mind, that's not sound thinking. Sound thinking is I'm in the word. I have the scripture, whatever that may be for whatever you're dealing with, anything. It doesn't have to be sickness. It can be anything that you want to go your way. Pastor Morgan, I stand up continually almost every single day and we speak the way we want the business to go we speak P people that have businesses say right to our face we don't know even why you're still going we know why we're on a different course and we're going to stay there and we're going to remain sound because of the word and the spirit that's how we're going to that's how that's how we're going to stay. That's how we're going to still be here. That's why we're going to still keep doing what we do. That's why. There is no other reason. There is no other reason. I know that for a fact. So if you think about this, the Amplified says that there's imaginations, there's opinions, there's arguments, there's theories, there's reasonings, there's man's philosophy, man's arrogance, man's pride. There's all kinds of things that come to shake the soundness. But we should be becoming sound. We should have soundness in us so that when something comes at us, we recognize that's coming to shake my soundness. I'm sound on the inside. I'm going to be sound on the outside. I'm going to be sound in my mind, sound in my will, sound in my thoughts, sound in my speech. I'm going to be in my walk. I'm going to be sound. It's not my personality. You're just upbeat. Yes, because I'm sound and I don't have all that stuff running around churning in me. I don't have all that. I don't carry offense. I don't carry bitterness. I don't carry any of that. I'm working on the love walk about believing the best. You know, you just don't always do that. But, oh, I'm working on it all the time. I talk to myself all the time. And that's why, yes, it does come across as upbeat. 
I admit it. I'm not beat up. I mean, really? It's the enemy can crush your personality. I got news for you. <laughs> he can crush anything that's just all about you or just of you. But he can't crush the things that are in you of God. I'm, I've already seen it. I've seen it in others. I've seen it in myself. I'm already down on that road. Amen. All right, let's go on. Um, Philippians 4.8. I guess we don't really have to turn there. But you know what it says. It says, think on things that are praiseworthy, things that are noble. That's what we should be meditating, thinking on. There's a lot of other things to, to think on, a lot of things that's not good, but yet the Word says we can think on things that are praiseworthy, things that are noble, things that will feed us good and not evil and wickedness. And if we know this, then we should be doing that. Simple example. Things on the TV, everybody's got TV usually in their home. Turn it on, something not noble, something not praiseworthy, change the channel, click it off. It's not that hard. It isn't. That's all. It isn't. But yet, if you don't have a soundness about you, you just can't do it. Just let me watch. Two more minutes. One time I got into a movie this was years back now and i had no idea what this movie was no idea it was horrible it i never looked it up because i'm not like that i just turned on the tv um it was started i saw the name i never heard of such a movie as this and i remember this about 10 minutes into this movie there was nothing but disgust in it now i don't mean there was anything with my eyes there wasn't because we don't have those kind of that we don't have those channels but I'm talking about the subject matter I'm talking about the words that were being spoken I'm talking about the thoughts that were 10 minutes I mean I was like I don't live here I don't live like this I'm never going to I will never ever and it was bad stuff and I thought wow but you know what even back then, I had the discipline to turn that thing off. I had no problem. I never gave it a second thought. I heard it. I hadn't seen anything bad, but just the whole, the whole. Because I was in the Word, and I acknowledged it. Second Peter 3, I'll read it out of New King James 1 and 2. It says, I, Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminders. See, you can have a pure mind, but you've got to stir that pure mind up. You have to hear it again. You have to listen again. It says that you may be, you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, let's go on. Scoffers will come in the last days, and they will walk. We'll just stop there. And they'll walk according to what they know, what their agenda is, what their rule is. But we don't walk that way. 
And that's the church being warned. You, you have a pure mind. You're in the word. You're hearing truth. But yet there's going to come scoffers. There's going to come mockers. There's going to come things that come to you. With that soundness, you should be able to put that away. If you have soundness, you can put it away. Amen? The passion says a sincere intention towards God. If you have a sincere intention towards God. The message says you hold, you hold your mind in a state of undistracted attention. Y'all, we have responsibilities. We, we, we've got to take responsibility for ourselves. I know we look around and we see others that don't take any responsibility for anything, but that's not our call. That's not our life. God's life is one of responsibility. But on the other side of that responsibility, oh my, <laughs> what a blessing. What a blessing that I don't have all this garbage on the inside so much darkness that I can barely find the light when I turn on the light. No, 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 no. A soundness of mind will prevent you and direct you and enable you to stay steadfast in the word and to the word. That you can have that life that God's given. You can have that spirit of power and love. You can have the way that you should go, the truth you should know, and the life you're to live in Christ. There's a life to be had. There's a life to be lived. There's a life to be walked in. Walked in. Not just sitting in this comfortable place and knowing you have it. Because I know I've got I know I've got his life. I know it. Things are Things are well, and I know it's his life. But I want to go out among others, and I want to be able to share that life. I want to be able to open my mouth and speak that life. I want to be able just to walk, um, well, how should I say, in their presence, and them know there's something different. That there's life there. That other things don't, you know, overcome you like they do the next person that's right they come they just don't overcome they come they don't overcome it's important to know it it's important to believe it it's important to receive that truth and it's important to walk in that truth because once you walk in it and you know it it's going to be very hard for that enemy to say but not the next time not when you've really had the experience of it no, um, and we'll just we won't we won't go here, but I'll just tell you this for um, lack of time, so we'll have to um, or sake of time. The message says in Romans one twenty eight it says that they wouldn't bother to acknowledge God, so God gave them and let them run loose. He let them, he gave themselves he gave them themselves to their own selves. We don't want to have or be given to our own self. I never want to be left alone by God. Never. I never want him to say, in this situation, you just won't listen. You won't hear me, Hugh Ellen. So have at it. I never want to hear him say that. It makes me nervous even saying it out loud. I never want to even think he's thinking, I'm going to have to, going to, have to let her go to the end of this. I just don't want that conversation. I don't want that knowledge. I'm not interested in going to the end of anything that's not of him. 
because I know it's not going to be good. Amen. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, 2, and we'll stop. We were never, never, never meant to be here without God. Never, never. And then people wonder, I just don't know why things seem to work out for you, but they don't for me. Are you, are you in him and are you with him? Do you acknowledge him? Do you give place to God? Do you think about him? And then there's always the conversation, the man upstairs. What is his name? What's his name? Say his name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just, you say you know him, so say his name. Call his name. Hey, you, who knows who's coming? There's a lot of people upstairs, y'all. <laughs> you don't want them all to answer the door and come down. I'm just saying. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15, 2 says, Moreover, no, that was one, excuse me. By which also you were saved, it says, If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, do not find yourselves in vanity about the word. Please don't. Take this word serious. It's an awesome, loving, kind, compassionate, heavenly word, holy word, righteous word, but take it serious. Don't take it like, well, I can put it down and pick it up any old time. But where's all the ground that we've lost with that attitude, with that thinking? That's not soundness of mind. Soundness of mind goes right to the word, stays in the word, through the thick, through the thin, through the good, and through the bad. You know, I don't have to have any longer something bad happen in my life to keep me in the word. I, I don't. There's a soundness in me now. There's a soundness in my mind, in my thinking, in my thought process. And I, I want to be in the word. I want to. Whatever it takes, I'll do it. I want to be in the word. The word is life, and it's all life. And it will never, 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 never do anything wicked or evil. It will never take anything away from me that shouldn't be. I'm going to live the life that I'm called to, and I'm going to be glad. I'm going to be joyful over it, even happy. My emotions are going to be affected by this word. It's going to be good all the way around spirit, soul, body. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that soundness and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to. And when things come to shake that soundness, I'm going to recognize it, acknowledge it right now, and I'm going to, I believe this, I'll be in the Word so there'll be Scripture come, there'll be life come. I'm in a ministry with people going in the same direction, loving God, wanting to be trained by Him embracing the spirit of God, and things will be well. Amen? Things will be well. Um, I wrote this down about what it says about, you know, to hold fast and to, and to keep with what you've been taught. This is what it says. It's, or this is what I said when I was writing in my notes. It says, it's good to hold fast to sound words and to end up with confidence and rejoicing in hope 
Because if we don't hold fast to sound words, soundness will never get in us and become a part of us. I want it to be spirit, soul, and body. I want to be a complete being when it comes to soundness because I know soundness develops discipline. Soundness develops a lot of things in us. Amen? I want to be instructed. I want to. So I wrote myself, the last note I wrote is said this, once I know, don't let go. That's what I said to myself. That's how I talk. Once you know, don't let go. Don't let go. And you could say, once you know, don't let go, let it flow. I mean, you could say that because you need to know what is it that you know. Which way are you going? Which way are you headed? Do you always head back into dark or do you go for that light? You know, there used to be movies about the light. People would say, I saw the light. I headed into the light. Well, we should know that. We should be headed to the light. The light's in us, with us. We should be headed always into the light. I'm not going to go back here into the darkness. Amen? Amen. So I'll leave you with that because soundness, you can't beat soundness. Because no matter what comes at you, I don't care if you see it from far off and you deal with it, or boom, it's right here. It doesn't matter. With soundness, you can deal with it. And you won't be overtaken and you won't lay down with it. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord, for your word. Your word is alive. Your word is well. Your word is rich, full, full, full of the riches of your glory, Father God. We thank you for that word. We thank you, Father, that word always produces, always brings your results always, Lord God, brings us forward, brings us up, brings us out, and brings us over. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, we know what the word says about giving. It's not that God's trying to take something from us. He wants to get something to you. He wants you to enter in into his financial realm and the way that he knows to do things, sees to do things, and wants us to know and see that also. Amen? So the Bible says we have to have a willing mind before we even think about giving. And then if we have that willing mind, we will give, and then we will also be able to receive because it takes a willing mind, it takes grace, it takes discipline it takes your heart condition it takes all of that to become a giver and to be cheerful about it amen amen it does so ushers if you would either serve them with the envelopes if they're giving or you can find them in front of you on the back of the seats glory to god church we live in such good days these are our days our days. You'll find a giving link if you'll just follow the instructions. We will send you a tax-deductible receipt. If you have prayer requests, thoughts, comments, questions, please get on. Can we still do this? Good. We just get online at our website. And we'd be glad to interact with you. We'd be glad to answer you back. Mm-hmm.